Thanks for joining Hashtag SPHX Presents. I'm JP Daxman, and I'm here with Roz from Zcast. Uh, today we had Greg Head join us from Scaling Point. Great conversation. He took some time out of his Startup Week festivities to sit down with us and go over what it takes to be an entrepreneur, how to overcome some obstacles, and how to scale a company properly. Uh, I hope you enjoy the, our talk. I like to start out with a question. What, do you, what are you passionate about? And then kind of jump into you know, a little bit of what you do. Well, I'm kind of a freak about uh, helping uh, entrepreneurs grow big things and change the world. So um, we do a lot of that here in Phoenix. We need to do more. But uh, there's a lot of great people that have started companies and a lot of people that work at bigger companies. The ones, the crazy people who say it's just three of us and someday we're going to change the world or that, that really gets me going. So. Yeah, man. Me too. Me too. Those, those kind of stories would excite me. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in the software business for 30 years, and now I just help the crazy people go from startup to scale up and, and, uh, and literally change the world. How did you get into software? Where did you jump in first? Well, it was a very intentional, you know, meaning lucky uh, move on my part. I'm from Chicago. I went to mm. school at University of Iowa, studied economics and business in Spanish, and came back. I had no idea what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. In 1987, it was a crappy economy, and I didn't like wearing a suit, didn't know what I was going to do. And meanwhile, a friend of mine said, hey, work with me at this software retail store while you're looking for a real job. So it was the moment that package software started to go. Um, and the software company, or the uh, retailer was Egghead Software. So I'll give that to you. I'll just drop that right here. I was Greg Head from Egghead. Oh. At my first job out of college, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, an honor student. All of, I got a name tag in a suit with all the other kids <laughs> who didn't know what they wanted to do when they grew up. And um, it was really lucky that uh, was the moment the package software business created. It started, really. Uh, and uh, it wasn't. It really wasn't cool till the late mm-hmm. 90s. And there really wasn't money in it until like 2000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody with an MBA said, I'm getting in the software business until no. 19... 19- 97. Yeah, around and that time. So is, is, it's a bunch of crazy people, uh, and we literally changed the world. So I joined a little software company that made ACT software, the contact management software that salespeople used. And back then, salespeople said, we don't, we're not going to use computers, right? Even <laughs> the ones who sold computers said, we're not going to use computers. That's a fad. That's not going to be around for yeah. long. And um, no, I mean, you, you've got to recognize when things are early, they look crazy. And it oh, looks yeah. counterintuitive and all that kind of stuff. But you know, nine out of 10 yeah. salespeople said, I'm not going to learn to type. Yeah. And I'm not going to, yeah. it wasn't computers you carry around, but well, we could see. Real quick, happening. I'm curious, what do you think that is right now? What are some of those things that you think are, seems crazy at the moment, but could potentially be the thing that people are saying was crazy, but is just normal now? Well, one, just look at podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. It was for the technical people that were doing, uh, you know, could handle all the audio, audio technologies and we're super into marketing and all that kind of stuff. But, mm-hmm. Uh, this is redefining what radio used to be, mm-hmm. and it's you know very specialized and create your own audience. Someday everybody's going to be doing these kind of things uh, because of uh, technologies like uh, Zcast, Zcast and other things yeah. like that. That so, yeah. um, and you know when when uh, people like Roscoe present and say someday everybody's going to do this and it's just the four of us and I swear it's going to work. It looks mm-hmm. kind of crazy, mm-hmm. uh, but you know. Uh, look at Startup Week and look at downtown Phoenix and look at everything that exists, by the way. This is where how I view the world. Everything that we see, every building we see, everything that we Google didn't exist before. Nope. Go back 100 years, it was not there. Nope. And if you're old enough like me, 
you remember when most of this stuff didn't exist. And it, it, it didn't just head. appear in the world and then everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. A crazy person started the wave before anybody else had mm-hmm. an idea mm-hmm. and basically fought the crowd when they said, no, we don't yeah. need another thing. Yeah. That'll never work. And kept on going yeah. and changed the world. So yeah. we're, we're here today at Phoenix Startup Week because some crazy people said, if this needs to happen, they did it. I guarantee you that everybody said, that's a stupid idea. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's and, a lot of work. You're not going to yeah, get paid. Yeah, what, what do you mean you're not going to pay? A whole week The whole thing, and yeah. here it is, and now it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And people get out of school and show up here, and people are coming in suits today, and it is Phoenix Startup Week, but it was made up, Yeah, and crazy people did it. So it's very counterintuitive to go from that when you're early, right? Yeah. And they'll go create it in the world, and not everything that's early grows up. Yeah. To change the world, and mm-hmm. not every startup scales up, right? And uh, that's just the adventure of it all. So I think that's a great uh, turning point. Tell us a little about your new company. Well, uh, my company is Scaling Point. So yeah. I've helped three in my career. I've worked with uh, several companies, uh, but I helped take three companies from little crappy, scrappy startupy things mm-hmm. into everybody's doing it, and it's what you do, and that's a big and company and all that, that stuff. Yeah. So ACT was one, Sales Logics. I was co-founder in 96. That's what got me to Phoenix here oh, wow. of a CRM company that grew up and went public in five years, and it was mm-hmm. the mid-market CRM before 10 years later, and it all moved to the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was part of Infusionsoft. Mm-hmm. And in between, I've always been helping entrepreneurs. It's my favorite thing to do, to go run around and, and uh, go at the whiteboard with people doing cool things and, oh, and put it through my brain and see yeah. if there's something I could help them. They're always smarter and more expert at something, but I, uh, I help them in the journey. Um, so, And that's actually where Greg's list has come from, mm-hmm. like my list of Arizona mm-hmm. software companies. Oh, I was yeah. meeting with all these people and uh, just helping out, and uh, people said, hey, uh, there's not that many software companies in Phoenix. You can't do it here and all that. I said, seriously, people, we got to change the mind. So I, I published the list, and it's uh, now 370 software companies here in Arizona. Remarkable and growing um, fast. So right? I mentor a lot, and mm-hmm. I help out, and I connect, and I do things like that. Um, but I also consult and advise to the ones that are seriously up and running. Their startup has got revenues. they got customers and employees, and, mm-hmm. which is a totally different game than I have this idea in a whiteboard and Hey, I'm, I'm making a startup, yeah, right? A lot of yeah, hats on the back. Do, you have everything you got to build when you're, you're yeah. just getting going and you have branding, logo, how are you going to market it? What's your business yeah. model? As opposed to when you're going, got some of those things in place. Now it's just making yeah. the little fine tweaks. Well, in the modern world, you got to play the ADD game. You got to mm-hmm. say, I got something. I got to go see if they'll buy it. I got to try it out. I got to see if the feature works. Mm-hmm. You've got 10 features, which one really yeah, right. did, you know, 10 messages, 10 channels, mm-hmm. 10 types. You got to run around and see what works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. And so what you find is you get to the one, two, three, five million dollar companies that have 10, 20, 30, 50 people in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think, oh, they figured it out. Well, they're actually more ADD startup-y than they are like the big companies that are getting Series B, C, D funding mm-hmm. and everybody. So I help them with that ADD to OCD focus therapy because... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as an advisor, that's what helped them find their scaling point mm-hmm. because ADD doesn't scale. Many no, things to many no, people no. is a message that doesn't get heard in the world. Right. And uh, you, you really can't execute very well off of that. So it's counterintuitive because mm-hmm. you start up and starvation, you want to say yes to everybody. But when you scale up, you actually have narrowed it down and you say no to most of the market and yes to the 
very narrow that, slice that, that, that really says, works. I really have this pain yeah. and you really yeah. solve that. Yeah. So it's kind of product market fit meets yeah. marketing meets yeah. founder fit. Yeah. So all those things together. And there's a structure to that game. It's not a random thing, right? No, it's no. it's not, uh, hey, like a, you know, a, an artistic, uh, mm, let me, if anybody thinks that way of marketing, it's a very, uh, oh, it's just an artsy messaging. And no, it isn't. It's very it's structural. Da- it's, it's very deep. analytics. It's finding out what's what and, yeah, and who that's wants strategy. Your thing. And yeah, right. Yeah, it all yeah, depends on exactly who you're going after. Mm-hmm. So most startups are saying, I'm going after everybody. And if you get the people on stage here this week, like uh, Tomas uh-huh. here with Nextiva, yeah, no, they just do this one thing for, for that, that slice of the market. Yep. And it's always like that. Yeah. And everybody thinks it's just luck or it's something that happens as you grow up. No, you actually have to deliberately create that and before it that happens. And find that's where and, it's at. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So you got to run around and see, and then you have to narrow down, just like we do in our careers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You got to try a bunch yeah. of stuff and then then to be the best. On that thing. Because to scale, you need to be the best. Mm. You need to be known as the best at something important for mm-hmm. someone specific. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what Google does for us. Right. Uh, so aside from that point on... Um, the focus and scaling yeah, the focus up. And okay. scaling, yeah. Yeah. The focus and scaling up. Uh, what else would you say are some of the biggest points that people get kind of wrong when they're scaling well, or, or struggle with the most, not necessarily get wrong, but they're just yeah. like, our points. Well, there's all the food groups clear, that are yeah. pretty well established mm-hmm. and I'm creating a new thing that yeah. is actually there all the time, but nobody's written a book about it. It's not the thing, but yeah. you have to figure out like with teams, there's a way to structure teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, when yeah, you also, when you one. go from 10 or 20 or 50 people and there's management and organization and culture mm-hmm. and hiring and all that great stuff. Right. By the way, and when you scale, you're, it's not everybody who can code that needs to be in your company. It's the ones that fit your culture, right. the ones that fit the phase of life. And yeah. so years are narrowing down there. So there's culture, finance, product, business. So it's a multifaceted puzzle. And the scaling point, you know, focus strategy is connects to all of those cool. and helps all of those. So mm-hmm. that's actually one of the things that, that I admire about the entrepreneurs that say, I started it and now I'm running it, is mm-hmm. they actually have to learn all of those sports, mm-hmm. right? Mark Zuckerberg knows the sport of going public yeah. and having a billion dollar company yeah. and being a public media face and managing people and creating executive teams and doing yeah. business models and financial reporting and regulations. And so uh, yeah. that figure it out kind of mentality is the core of what entrepreneurs do. And you got to be kind of a polymath as an entrepreneur. Yes. You got to know yeah. all the skill sets to a good degree. Yeah. I don't think I should be the best at all of them. But. Yeah. So there's all the food groups you mm-hmm. have to figure out mm-hmm. to, to, uh, to grow up. And mm-hmm. I, I think the scaling point uh, and creating your focus strategy is one of the food groups that everybody will be talking about in five years, like lean startup or something like that. Yeah. Um, that, I'm be excited when, that when you've yeah. written a book. Oh yeah. I'm working on that. Yeah. Yes, yes, there it is. And that's going to be the next yeah. one. There's a scaling point. What's what's what, so, what happens after lean, so lean startup? I'm another crazy one yeah. that says, uh, here's something that's worked 100% of the time for 30 years that there's a structure to it that uh, always works. It's the most critical factor going from startup to scale up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet nobody's called it anything or helped entrepreneurs uh, figure it out for themselves. Yeah. And uh, so there's kind of a myth out there. There's the myth of more 
that when you start a company, as soon as you get some customers and some revenues, you want, oh, I finally can add all those people and do all yeah. that stuff and, you know, do all the marketing techniques. There's a, it's actually a narrowing it down yeah. that Might makes things idea. go. Yeah. Focus on what's central. Yeah. So, so quick question following on that. Mm-hmm. At one point, it becomes a problem, right? If you become so kind of like focused on one thing that competition would come and eat your lunch. So, so what's, the, what's the right time to start re-innovating? Like well, so here's the them, myth. Right? Here's the myth. Okay, well, so Amazon said we're going to sell books online. And by the way, Jeff Bezos knew he could sell anything in a box. And they mm-hmm. did the work. They got narrowed it down to 20. They did the work again and said it's just books. And they declared themselves as just books. They didn't mm-hmm. call it books online. They called it Amazon. They did. Mm-hmm. So, and they didn't add DVDs and CDs until after it was a $2 billion company, public. Everybody knew about them. They totally dominated and okay. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, they tried DVDs and CDs earlier, and no one at first wanted them. And then later on, they tried it again and were successful with it. I might be I wrong. Could be right, but but the uh, so when the answer is uh, when you've totally dominated your specialist focus, right? Okay. Um, you know, Chick Fil A just sells chicken sandwiches, and it's the number one same store uh, food chain in America, and they're not even open on Sundays. But they, they can make a hamburger in five minutes, which is what all entrepreneurs... I could do that. I could say that. I could sell that. And uh, they don't. And that's the key. So it's way later, right? I'll give you another analogy. In the medical field, it's not the generalist who makes the money. It's the specialist, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. do you know who the number one celebrity in Hollywood is? The number money? Like, let's talk business. Like, making the most money actor in Hollywood right now. It's not, I'll give you a hint. It's yeah. not the one who has studied around the world and has the best acting skills and can do any genre and does it all. No, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson who plays <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson yeah. in everything he yeah. does. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Okay, think of a great restaurant in Phoenix with the long line that everybody goes to, like Little Miss Barbecue. Is there something else? I Happy. like Lux. Lux is always okay. packed. And what is Lux known for? Lux known for... A coffee bar restaurant. Yeah, it's a cool coffee bar. And uh, they could make a hamburger tomorrow. They could make Thai ice cream. They could do anything. And it's just that. Yeah. So that's more of what's required of scale. It's very counterintuitive, uh, especially in software services where we're, it's all made up. You could code anything, Rats, and you could say anything on your website. I know you could. Um, But what is the one thing that you are? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the challenge. So I'm loving this. I'm loving all this. But I would really like to get in before we end to a little bit of what your kind of views are on the the culture and what's going on here in Phoenix with ESPHX, Startup Week, and just the entrepreneurial ecosystem uh, here in Phoenix right now. Oh, it's and where, a, you can, where, where do you kind of also see it going in the next 10 years? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I've been in Phoenix for 20 years working mm. inside software companies. When I got here 20 years ago, we just, you know, we were a funded company. We did it Silicon Valley style here, had mm-hmm. 50 employees before we shipped. We went public in five years. We bought back the ACT product from Symantec that we sold off several years. I ran that for another five years. Wow. And we really didn't get outside the building. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't money. There was maybe five or ten software companies here in town. And uh, so there's an explosion. First of all, there's an explosion of software companies, not just here, um, but everywhere. But there's 370 companies with full-time employees doing commercial software SaaS apps here in town. Mm-hmm. So that's exploding. A lot of them are little, but we have a lot of bigger ones here. Yeah. There's a way bigger software community 
than everybody realizes, mm -hmm. and it's growing fast. No there doubt. are more people that work inside software companies, not just working on software or on technical or something, inside software companies here in Phoenix than work in the golf industry in Arizona. Really? I didn't yes, know 25,000 people. That Can you repeat that? Yeah. yeah. There are more people working inside these 370 software companies here in Arizona than there are working in the golf industry, but people have no idea. That's why I raised yeah. up Greg's list, and yeah. you know, there's a way more going on. So um, there's a lot of small companies, and not you know, if you're a startup, it means most likely this won't work out, but I'm going to give it a try, and some work out, and they grow up, and and all that. So there's a lot going on, and there's uh, it's not just software; it's all kinds of startups, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it's kind of cool now too, mm -hmm. which is a little bit odd because there's something crazy about creating a software company. Right, Ross? You get to, yes. yeah, you got to be a little crazy. And if everybody, if it's normal to no, be crazy, it's then not it's, not, yeah. it's not, yeah. You need to be a little normal. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I think so. Oh, I don't know <laughs> about that. I, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot going on and uh, in, you could see it in every town now, in, yeah. every, uh, in every slice of the startup and software community. How do you think we can differentiate ourselves from what, what else is going on out there as a city? Well, um, for one, uh, let's understand what we have mm -hmm. and uh, let's put a point on it and say we do it and we're the best at this. Uh -huh. So, I mean, by definition, mm -hmm. you know, if we don't know what we're best at and uh, nobody knows here, the world isn't going to hear it mm -hmm. uh, if there's not a, quote, scaling point on it. Yeah. We're not known as the best at something important for someone specific. Right. So, um, I, I, we've got to, you know, keep... Uh, uh, growing up these companies and eventually create a story from it. Like Phoenix is yeah. known as golf. It's known as a call center town. It's known as, um, you know, cheaper than Silicon Valley. Yeah. We've got to do better than that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. I agree as well. So startups are an ecosystem, right? It's not just like the companies who actually built them, but it's the community around them that supports like Startup Weeks and other things. Where do you think we are on the evolution of becoming a serious hub between zero is no one think about us as a startup area to like competing, not necessarily with, with you know, Silicon Valley, but some other bigger hub like Boston and other places? Yeah, yeah I think we got a lot of work to do. And I come from the entrepreneurial pioneer side where I'm less concerned about the community. I helped create two companies before there was any community mm. to 100 million here in Phoenix. And yeah, it's uh, doable. Um, you can get money, you can get talent, you can change the world and solve big world problems. Um, but uh, we're not in the top or second tier outside of Silicon Valley. Like Utah right now is it's an exploding software community. Mm -hmm. And it's probably five to 10 times bigger than Phoenix. Uh, in the Utah, Salt Lake City, Front Range area right now. So um, we need more companies that grow up uh, and get bigger, uh, more funded companies uh, that have a lot of employees, um, you know, big thinkers here. I think the biggest yeah. challenge is there's a ton of smart people here in Arizona, and uh, we don't have enough entrepreneurs that think big and say there's three of us, but someday this will be a billion-dollar idea and I'm yeah. a billion-dollar company. I'm not going to give up. Yeah. And then we don't have the fewer people, not the wider community, that can like swarm around them and help them do that. Yeah. And that's where Silicon Valley came from in the first place, right. and that's how Utah's grown and, and the rest. Uh, it isn't uh, – uh, 
it actually is a reflection of the crazy people who make things happen, <laughs> like which are the, the few, you know, that do it. So that's that's my view, and that's why I'm you know out there supporting the crazy people to make it happen. <laughs> it's actually it's an interesting it. point because I I like the fact that you like any any startup entrepreneur. There's something about, and this is why I was joking about you need to be a little bit normal and not a little bit crazy, because I think there is a lot of there are enough days in the week where you think like it's not going to happen, right? Right? There are enough uh-huh. reasons to make you feel like, oh, maybe it was a mistake, maybe right. maybe I should go find a day job. Yeah. And and what you said, which I really like, is forget about looking for other things to help you. It's more about do it yourself. Well, like, figure it out, including getting the help to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, this uh, startup to scale up, change the world game is, um, it's not normal. It's not go to school and get good grades and get a job and do the thing. It's, uh, you kind of suck at everything that you need to figure out, and then you're <laughs> going to go figure it out without um, taking a class yeah, or man. getting a degree in it or <laughs> whatever. Life. Yeah, so, <laughs> That's what I'm doing. So, I mean, normal people don't do that. Yeah, and, no. uh, um, and basically, you know, that's like 5% of the world, so it's not everybody, it's a narrow thing, says yeah, uh, we're going to change it and, uh, you know, it's, you know this, we'll make it up. That's where Startup Week came from, you know, the gang who created it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very counterintuitive. And it's a little bit like the, uh, the food industry, to run a restaurant is really, really hard. Ooh. I mean, it's, it's just, you'd be on your feet all your chef and you make a great restaurant and maybe make Non-stop. a chain. It's really, really, really hard. But you get on TV and there's all these, oh, make food. It's really easy. Uh, I want to be in. So the culinary schools have uh-huh. been like crowded because everybody says, oh, I want to get in that because that, that looks ma- cool. Like, making oh, food is fun. But, you know, being in like a restaurant yeah. is a totally different game. It's really hard. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a lot like startup. So... I, I'm, you know, I didn't know that I was re- as crazy as I was all these years because I kind of try to make it look normal. That's the shift from startup to scale up. I, I kind of make this crazy <laughs> stuff look normal. I help in that transition. But I'm actually kind of crazy myself. So so now it. that you help so many companies, is there one thing that you notice? It's like one of the first tips you can give all of them. It's pretty much the same, quote unquote, mistake that all of them are making that you can just quickly come in and just give them that? Or is it always something unique for each one of them? Well, I w- um, every story and timing and entrepreneur is unique, and that's part of the blessed puzzle of all of this game. Uh, but I would say, generally speaking, for the starter, the you know, I, I got an idea, I see a problem in the world. Uh, I would say almost everybody, like 99 point, let's call it everybody, uh, underestimates how much the world cares about their thing and will eventually line up and how easy it will be. So you can just multiply anything or divide it by 10. It's going to be 10 times harder than you thought. It's going to take you 10 oh, yeah. times longer. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably 10% of the thing you thought you'd have, the crowd that would show up, that, you know, you're probably going to get 10% of that. And you have, so which isn't to say it can't be done and you can't do it. Like a real entrepreneur here, yeah. so it's possible. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. let's see. <laughs> right. By the way, that's really the key. Yeah. And then you got to jump into that and start turning the heat. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody says, mm-hmm. I see a problem in the world. There should be an app for that. I'm going to make a product and it's going to have a company. And uh, 90% of the companies on Greg's list say, I got enough of an app, but I don't have enough customers lining up a revenue model and enough business. Yeah. That's really the case. Yeah. Software is easier to make now than 20 years ago. 
it's easier to make the product or service than it is to make a business. No doubt. So basically you're saying everything that you think is easy going to be 10 times harder. Everything you think it's going to be hard is going to be probably 10 times easy. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know where that gets easy, to be honest. So, um, so, so the idea is to go choose something that's worthy, that the world is, has a real problem. It's really hard. You care about it. It's going to be a long thing. And just get in the game. And uh, it's going to be harder than you thought really fast. And I mean, my own company growing, it's working. I got, you know, it's happening. But, you know, I'm off by 90% on a lot of the assumptions <laughs> I had. And, but I'm, I know that. And I'm in it for the long term, right. and I grind right. through it, and all that right. kind of stuff. So, um, what are yeah? That's what are some the, of the what are some of the strategies to the, these entrepreneurs? Because yeah, like you've just mentioned, starting a company is extremely difficult. It's so hard. Well, actually, you, starting is easy. Oh, sorry. Scra- yes, right. scaling, scaling it is the hard part. Right. That's scaling right. Is hard. Right. Starting, yes. yeah, just getting it going. Yeah. yeah, anyone can do that. Just start researching, doing things, yeah. getting into it, talking to people. Yeah. That's it. But yeah, scaling it. Making it actually happen, yeah. going through the dips and the valleys, yeah, and, all that normal and stuff. The peaks when you get, you know, something exciting happens. Managing that, how do you manage that? Uh, kind of that bipolarness of startup. Uh, yeah, there's a few polars in there, and yeah, uh, yeah. So how do you manage that? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess just even the expectation that problems, the all, all the problems that are left in the world are hard, mm-hmm. and the government and big companies are not going to solve them, mm-hmm. and it's only crazy people like us that say, you know, there's three of us, but someday we'll we'll slay that dragon, and it'll mm-hmm. be a big company. Mm-hmm. Um, and just getting in your head, it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. like seriously hard. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people in the world that have done hard things, and uh, that's where it all came from. Yeah. You know, Mark Zuckerberg created 16 communications apps for his family and for his business, his dad's business and all that kind of stuff before he found the Facebook and grabbed it and went no to idea. town. I actually yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. And Jeff Bezos did all this yeah. stuff before. Yeah. It's yeah. way harder. Oh, yeah. But it's not impossible. No. To me, that's like, no. hey, so there's a chance. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It just scares away all the normal people that yeah. say uh, the first hard well, I tried thing. It, yes, that's right. it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of too about sticking with it, at least sticking with, maybe it's not that project product, but it's sticking with entrepreneurship. If you know that's what yeah. your thing is. And it's, again, like we've been talking about, this isn't for everybody. Yeah. It's not a thing that's for everybody. But if you know that's your what you are and what your that's what your dream is, hands yeah. down one hundred percent. It's just about sticking with that until you find that. Yeah. And that so there's some hits. there's a structure to that game too. Mm-hmm. It it's pretty good to have a day job or something that get, lets you survive and pay the bills. Right. 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 So you can go over here and have the experiments and try it and mm-hmm. then let it fail and try it again and let it fail and try again. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of people put all their chips on it and if it doesn't work out, they're out. Right. Right. And, right. It's not going to work out the first time. So it's <laughs> probably going to take you 10 times and then, yeah. then you start to get the wheels moving and then it'll take another time. Cool. Like, people don't know that, like mm-hmm. say, Greg, you've done all this stuff and was really hard and like like a lot of scars from all those companies you created. It sounded I'm great sure. now, but you know, yeah. you know, it was it was really difficult and exciting yeah. at, at the time. But people say with scaling point, like in you you know you run around Phoenix helping all these people. I've talked, I've spent time at the whiteboard or on the phone, you know, digging in the really hard problems yeah. with 500 CEOs in yeah. two and a half years since I left Infusionsoft. Like normal wrong. people don't do this here, and no. so. You know, to and that's iterate. what I like too about our, our community here is people do that. Like you yeah. do, and you're you're a big part of that. You know, you're a big person in our community. You've been very 
beneficial to it and because, of, that, because of what you've, the giving you've done you know that's well, that's where like the, that. where do we yeah. think this stuff come from? Silicon yeah. Valley, what well, they didn't like get the book and then start Silicon Valley. It was a bunch no. of people running around right. saying, is it, is it working for you? I don't know. Is it working for you? Yeah. Like that's what, that's where this comes from. And so we need more of that here in Arizona. I mean, Craigslist right. is like, so entrepreneurs can connect with other crazy people say, right. oh, we're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what the difference is mm-hmm. between Silicon Valley and here? Mm-hmm. It was when somebody says, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to start this thing and change the world and all that. Here they say, well, that's crazy. You can't do that here, and why would anybody? We just—I yeah. don't know what it is. And you go to Silicon Valley, and they say, "Yeah, well, duh." <laughs> How can <laughs> you help you do? Right? Yeah, that's right. And then you want to talk to this guy, and then yeah. right. like, so yeah. let's make that normal. Let's make crazy normal. I love it. I so, love so it. here's a personal question for you: How are you? I noticed that many entrepreneurs have that issue that they don't know how to celebrate success because you have these like little wins in all of these like crazy day when you run a company. Yeah. How are you about these celebrations? Are you good at it or people need to remind you? People need to remind me. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm just kind of, uh, there's a hardcore, there's mm-hmm. a hard, hard, hardcore game mm-hmm. that I know I'm making progress and I'm, I'm in the long game. So uh, I, uh, if I can see progress over four months, I, like, I put my head down and then, you know, if I could see progress over four months, I could do that. But other people have to remind me to have the celebrations. Yeah. And uh, like, like uh, I posted on Facebook I had no idea today was like a day off for normal people, like <laughs> right. until Friday. Like, oh, I didn't it's either. That, I didn't it's either. that time oh, of year. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I love what I do. I'm just happy to go through it. Yeah. But um, So you love the process, right? Yeah. You're, you're in love yeah. with the process. And I do my own sorting. I do a quarterly mm-hmm. planning process for even me and my little business. And mm-hmm. I, I have to go make a list of all the achievements. I, I'm like, oh, wow, I actually made a lot of progress. But uh, you've just got to lean into the hard stuff that you know as long as long as it takes and by the way it doesn't stop getting easier once you get to 100 million or a billion right. or whatever I don't know it's like to say about kids trouble just change as they get older yeah. it's not like you get out of trouble with kids or challenges yeah. so how does it impact you when you manage people because I know that many times people who forget to celebrate for themselves yeah also forget to celebrate for their employees and that's it yeah I'm, I'm actually a great leader I mean I've I've had uh, 200 people reporting to me and I institutionalize it. I actually make it a system. Like, I, you know, people have to remind me of birthdays and this. But, you know, in the software business, you remember, um, it wasn't like a continuous release game until really about five years ago. It was a, you know, work two years on something, put it on a disc, get it in a box, ship it. Like, you know, so there was a... There was a cadence to the celebration and have the big launch party and gold disc party and all that like in the old days. And uh, so I, I'm up for that just as much as anybody. And, and I love acknowledging people and helping them through it, um, you know, but I'm, I'm a grinder. So I'll, I'll take we that. We know that. Yeah. We know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Greg, it's been amazing. I really appreciate you taking the time to come join us. Yeah. And thanks for doing what you guys do to help the uh, Phoenix software community. Connect and uh, and grow. And when's your talk so people can come check you out? Well, uh, I'm leading a panel uh, on Wednesday afternoon, but I'm I instigated and created a mini conference for software companies here at Phoenix Startup Week uh, called SAS Day, and that's Wednesday here at Phoenix Startup Week. Fantastic. Eight speakers who are dealing with all the eight hardest problems that I know entrepreneurs face, and we got people been through that. They're going to talk about exactly what they did. That's spectacular. Thanks again. Okay. Thanks, guys. Oh, where, where can people find you? Sorry. Can oh, they can you? find me at uh, on LinkedIn is the easiest way, and anybody okay. can, you know, co- connect with me. And 
Uh, a lot of people do and say, how do we get together? And I say, I don't do coffees, but I'll give you a half hour on the phone to compare notes and I love that, see how I way. can help. And yeah. um, so people can find me there and I just made the offer. So people can do that or at scalingpoint.com. Fantastic. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you All for right. your time. Thanks, guys.